Welcome to episode 26 of Little Muck, a tiny slice of the Muck podcast where we talk to people in the media and politics about their favorite stories or experiences. I'm Tina Jaramillo. And I'm Hillary Doherty. Today we are interviewing the manager of public policy and organizing for Planned Parenthood, Gloria Pedro. Hillary, tell us about today's guest. Thank you, Tina. Gloria Pedro is the manager of public policy and organizing for Planned Parenthood Great Plains Vote in Arkansas and Oklahoma at PPGPV. Gloria is one of the most dedicated policy experts and community organizers fighting for reproductive rights in four of the country's most restrictive states. When Gloria is not acting as a state legislature watchdog, she's using her voice as a truth-telling black radical feminist to fight for liberation for all. Tina's so super dancing right now, and so am I. I'm like, yes, <laughs> let's do this. Um, or she's sipping whiskey while watching Grey's Anatomy. Oh my goodness. We are so excited to have you here, Gloria. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. So um, you're fighting the good fight there. We're we're fighting as hard as we can. In, in We're in South Florida, so yes. it's pretty blue. But Florida is like a hellscape for reproductive yes. rights. It's the oh, worst and, and almost everything else you could possibly imagine. But um, so why don't we start with you telling us a little bit about how you got involved with Planned Parenthood? Um, so, I mean, Planned Parenthood's name is kind of ubiquitous. Even growing up, I knew that they did... STI testing, and that was the reason why if you need a sexual and reproductive health care. And I had actually just completed my master's in social justice and human rights and community organizing and had finished up living in Philly for a little while and was looking to come home and um, trying to find my next challenge. And one of my friends actually um, knew they volunteered with Planned Parenthood. They knew that they were looking for a lobbyist. And they were like, oh, you should apply. And they sent me the application while I was on my way home at a little hotel in Ohio. Mm-hmm. And I applied and I was like, I'll never even be able to get coffee at Planned Parenthood. <laughs> it's like Planned Parenthood. They don't hire everyday people like me. <laughs> and then four months later, here I am. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. I've been here uh, for about two and a half years now. Wow. Awesome. So Arkansas Governor Hutchinson recently admitted that he only signed the controversial abortion ban as a, quote, direct challenge to Roe v. Wade. And we see states like Alabama, Florida, and more following his lead. Can you talk about what Arkansas has done and what's at stake here? So, um, as uh, Mandy likes to say, I'm always saying that Arkansas is the testing spot for these anti-choice pieces of legislation because a lot of the trends that you see nationally tend to start out in Arkansas, Mm -hmm. um, just in general with uh, bans in the legislature like this. And as we know, um, like you said, SB6 was signed into law, and it is supposed to be a direct challenge to Roe. But the thing to remember here, first and foremost, is that you can never outlaw abortion. You can only outlaw safe abortion, and you can make mm. it harder to access, which means that you're putting more women's lives at risk. So that's the first thing. Mm. And then the second thing is that this is, you know, not how... Uh, the legislature is supposed to work. The legislature is separate from the courts for a reason. And SB6 is the equivalent of a demand letter to SCOTUS by a bunch of whiny politicians who aren't getting their way. And that's not how this works. It's really and truly not how any of this works. It's not how the Constitution works. It's not how the courts work. It's not how the legislature is supposed to work. So this Mm -hmm. has just been kind of uh, maddening to watch, for lack of a better word. It's a waste of time and taxpayer money. For a publicity stunt, and Arkansans are suffering because of this, and due to the COVID nineteen pandemic. But instead of passing meaningful legislation, mm. our legislature is over here doing the most. Yeah, that's what happens here in Florida. Yeah. I mean, they get so excited about things like 
um, college athletes get paid. I'm like, our unemployment system is so broken. Like people have been suffering since for over a year. And what you said about publicity stunt, it just, it makes me so insane because I really don't think it's an issue except to playing to a base and, right. and they're doing this exactly to, and it directly hurts people like this hurts women, women. and communities of yes. color, women and communities of color and you know across the board socioeconomic like why why are you willing to do this for your own political gain it's so right. incredibly insane and i just can't believe we're still talking about this we're still talking about right. abortion from the 70s right it's it's our lifetime yeah. and it's still an issue and it's a political football and right. that's all it becomes um okay God, I'm just, it makes me, I'm, I'm crazy. I'm going crazy right now. My I head know. is spinning. So, um, <laughs> oh, no, I definitely understand the feeling. It's like, and here in Florida, they just chip away. They're chipping away. They did a parental consent ban last, last year in the, in the session. And now they're moving forward with another, like, it well, just, they did it the disability. Ends. They did the, that even if there is a disability, right. Um, through, um, screening, right. That, that a woman is not permitted and the doctor to, can get arrested. Yes. Right. It's frightening. Yeah, those are it's frightening. Fans and they're really toxic because it's not up to anybody to decide why someone needs an abortion. That should be between a woman, her faith, her family, and her provider. It's not up to me to decide if it's okay for you, and it's not okay for you to decide for anyone else. Right. Reason-based fans are just witch hunts in disguise because we're just a stop. Right. Right. Okay, um, so Planned Parenthood left the federal Title X program under the Trump administration rules on abortion counseling. Can you talk to us about why Planned Parenthood pulled out of this and whether or not they would return to the Title X under Biden? Okay, so um, I can tell you not, you know, definitively because obviously I don't work for the Action Fund and I'm not a lawyer, so I don't want to set myself up to um, sound like I'm more of an authority on the topic than I am. But I can tell you part of the reason that um, Planned Parenthood left the program was because Planned Parenthood stands for healthcare first and foremost, and mm-hmm. we stand with our patients. And we're not going to be a part of any program that doesn't allow us to give uh, patients full healthcare or full information on how to access healthcare. And that is the most important and crucial thing. And so when those restrictions came down, citing um, abortion and um, abortion information, it was it was a deal breaker. Title 10 is designed to ensure that everyone, no matter where they live or how much they make, has access to basic preventative reproductive health care, like birth control, cancer screenings, and STI treating and testing, and well women exams. And, like, that's really important, and that was going to be something that we just couldn't, we couldn't only do half the job. Right. And we already know the devastating consequences of blocking access to reproductive health care. In Arkansas, PPGTV, which is Planned Parenthood Great Safe Vote, doesn't receive uh, funds from the Title X program due to the hospital political environment. But Arkansas has some of the highest rates of unintended pregnancy and STIs in the nation. Arkansas also has the fourth highest maternal mortality rate in the nation. And it's just, I mean, it's definitely needed. But the Trump administration instituted a gag rule that blocked people's access to comprehensive Mm. and reproductive health care information. So that's kind of the way things fell. Right. Yeah, All patients, regardless of income, should have access to this kind of care. Yeah. Jeez. Oh my God. It's 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 it really is devastating. And I, I want to ask um, the language that is used. And this is something that I always find interesting in in the bills is the rhetoric and how slowly scientific terms have been replaced, you know, with, you know, fetus being replaced by baby. And 
Do you see that across the board? Is this something that is, you know, continuing to happen? So again, in full transparency, I read all the legislation of Arkansas and um, this session in Oklahoma because I work there too. Nationally, I can't speak to the specific uh, verbatim or not the verbatim, the specific uh, verbiage there of baby versus fetus. But we do often see legislators um, trying to use evocative language that's not grounded in medical science. It just mm. depends on the term. So like definitely a trend, but I can't speak to, you know, that specific one. And the whole point is just because, you know, they'll argue, well, it, it's not a clip of cells we're talking about. It's life and it's this and it's that. And it's try it's, you know, it's evocative. It's, they're trying to get an emotional response rather than a logical one. They're trying to do the job of making personal decisions. So when it comes to that, a lot of legislatures and legislators are not interested so much in science, but in pushing beliefs. Mm, yeah, and that's what Anna, Representative Anna Escamani, who's here, and she's in the Florida House. Uh, I love her. Oh, I follow her gosh. on Instagram. She's the yeah. greatest. Oh yeah, God. she's Wait. amazing. <laughs> We're hoping she runs for governor. That would be amazing. Oh, my um, gosh. Man, Team what a Escom- reason to move to Florida. Honey, please. Wait, wait, let her get elected first. Then, then otherwise, don't do it. But, um, she's always talking about, when she was on our podcast, she was yes. talking about this. She started at Planned Parenthood. But she's, she always talks about this, that she said when she was elected, she was shocked how little her fellow legislators knew about actual science and abortion, yeah. like actual medical yeah. things. She's like, she goes, I'd have to have so many conversations where she's just like, um, that's not a real thing. Like have to meet them in their office and be like, that's not something that actually happens. Like it's, they have it's no idea. They have no idea about act, how things actually work. The thing to remember about um, elected, no matter what level of government they're at, local or national, is that they're not experts on everything because no one person is an expert on everything. Mm -hmm. But once they're elected, they are expected to pass legislation on everything. Even Mm -hmm. if they're not authoring it, they have to vote on it. And that's why it's so important that elected officials hear from their constituents who, you know, might be experts on things to educate them and help inform them. And that's why we continue to do the education and the work that we do because we can say all day, you know, politicians shouldn't be making decisions for doctors and they absolutely shouldn't be. But it's also up to us as, you know, citizens as well as organizations to make sure that they do have correct and informed information so that when they're writing these laws or voting on these laws or fighting back on bad bills, they have true science and information that's accurate and persuasive so that they can, you know, say this is why we should or shouldn't be doing this. Mm -hmm. And the longer I do this work and I see how little people know, I realize Mm -hmm. just how important education is. But it's almost like a cycle because if you come from a place that doesn't have good sexual and reproductive health care, yeah. how can you expect to know about sexual and reproductive health care? And if you don't know about sexual and reproductive health care, how can you legislate it? Which is, you know, mm. in my opinion, the reason why you shouldn't be. Right. But, um, <laughs> I digress. Oh, girl, yes. Please. And, God. you know, you're talking about being informed. And I think one of the things where people are not informed is they have this idea that Planned Parenthood is strictly about providing abortions. Right. And it it. And there's all of these other amazing, wonderful things that Planned Parenthood does. Do you think you could talk a little bit about Planned Parenthood and how they work to provide equity in healthcare and other services they offer? Yeah. So um, to start, I'm just going to kind of let you know some of the services that we provide. Like I said earlier, we do STI testing and treatment. Um, Here in Arkansas, in Little Rock, we actually do gender-affirming care for Mm. um, our friends in the trans community. 
We do abortion. We do well-women exams. We do birth control um, in certain places. We do sex education. And depending on where you are in the country, you might actually be able to get your prenatal care at a Planned Parenthood. It really just depends on um, what that Planned Parenthood is offering because that's the other thing that I really want people to know. Different Planned Parenthoods offer different services, and that's dependent upon you know, what doctors they might have on staff, where they are, what the laws are in those areas. So Planned Parenthood Health Centers, you know, we're proud to play a key role in providing essential health care, including sexual reproductive health. And that's why we say, you know, reproductive health care is health care because it truly, truly is. Mm -hmm. This is a huge question. So if you have to take a second, I totally get it. But what what is your hope for Planned Parenthood's future in the United States? I mean, it's it's unfortunate, but it's it's one of those organizations that if there's a new administration, like whatever happens under Trump, like here it goes. But now we got Biden, and it's like, are we okay for four years? I yeah. don't know. Like, <laughs> how? It, it's unfortunate that that's how it is. But how, what's your hope for this for for Planned Parenthood, which is so essential to so many people's oh lives? Oh my god! And we talk about it all the time. I used Planned Parenthood yes, all girl. throughout college. Like yes. that's where I went for my yes birth for, control for birth control yes. for my checkups. Like yes. oh, that yeah. was my place. Me too. Forget it. Back when I lived in Philadelphia, I was broke as a joke. It was, like, so not even funny. Mm -hmm. And um, you guys can still come for your health care. But I was there as well. Like, I was broke. I didn't have a lot of money. I needed to go get checked out. I went to Planned Parenthood. I got tested. I got my exam. And it was one of the only, like, health care visits I had because at the time I didn't even have insurance. Mm -hmm. And so I went. And then the bottom fell out and things got even worse. And I came back to Arkansas and, you know, funny enough, started working and then working at Planned Parenthood. And every time I got, you know, more and more financial, financially secure, I thought, you know, I need to play Planned Parenthood back. I need to play Planned, play Planned Parenthood back. Mm. And meanwhile, I've got people calling, needing money for this and money for that. And where is this bill? And I never got hounded by anybody at Planned Parenthood. And I don't know if that's mm. because I didn't get sent to collections because different, again, different areas work different ways. And I was lucky enough to be in one of the areas that was like, you know, pay what you can. Wow. And I, you know, I'd heard about it, but I was like, no, they're going to call. And they never called. Mm. And as soon as I got enough money, the first place I paid back was Planned Parenthood in oh. full. And wow. I was so happy to write the check because of the quality of care I got at another time when like I could barely care for myself. There was somebody there caring for me. Mm. And that's what Planned Parenthood is and that's what Planned Parenthood does. So as far as what I hope is for the future, like if Gloria controlled the world, yeah. <laughs> I would hope yes. that everybody would have an experience like that. I would hope that you could get your PCP care there because again, some Planned Parenthood do that. I would want you to get your prenatal health care. Any health care you could get, I would want it to be available at Planned Parenthood. And I would want access for everybody. I would want all of our health centers to be doing um gender affirming care and I would want all of our uh, health centers to be trained in rape crisis management and I would want people to stop seeing abortion as a political football as this big scary hairy bad thing because it's not it's health care and it's a choice just like any other and whether you agree with someone who makes it or disagree with someone who makes it it's not up to you to make that decision for anybody else and I think the um I think the world would be a much better place if we remember that healthcare is a human right. It's not a luxury and it's not a privilege and everybody should be able to have healthcare on demand um, mm. as much as, you know, they need it whenever they need it. Mm. 
Wow. I know. I love that so much. But I like, I love your story. And I think that that yeah. would be a wonderful campaign for Planned Parenthood is yeah. more women should have these testimonials is like, this is what it did for me. Yes. This is when I needed it the most. It was here for me. I mean, yeah. it was like a friend, right? Like a friend that you needed was there for you, yeah. honestly, in a yeah. safe place. You well, knew it was going to be safe. I mean, And affordable. On. I mean, for me, yes. that was the only place I could go. Yeah. And you can still go now, even with insurance. Like, I get my care there, and not just because I work there, but because I got such good care. I, you know, continue to go. Mm-hmm. And I always encourage my friends to because, you know, we're there when you need us, but we're also there when you want us. <laughs> so, yeah. um, you know, we need people to visit now uh, or, you know, whenever. It's not just a crisis management situation. If you need health care, plan parenthood's there. Love All it. right. Well, we have a final fun little question for you. So uh, your bio mentions that you enjoy sipping on whiskey. And my (laughs) husband, um, I'm not sure if you're from Arkansas. I am. Yeah. So (laughs) my husband is from uh, Little Rock. And he said by Chico and Baseline. I don't know. He's like, she'll know. I was like, okay. But he wanted to know the area he's talking about. Yeah. So that's where he grew up. And he wanted to know about Little Rock whiskey because he has been dying to try Little Rock whiskey. And he wants to know if it's something that you've tried. Is it good? Is it worth it? Do you like it? So, um, disclaimer, this is not a paid, this is not a paid <laughs> advertisement. I don't want anybody coming after me saying, yeah, broke some sort of rule of Andy, don't shoot me. But it's funny because right before you guys called, I was watching Grey's Anatomy and I was sipping whiskey. <laughs> and, uh, Let me check my notes. I yep, that checks, drinking, out. That checks um, out. I was actually drinking Rocktown's Old Fashioned. It's Arkansas bourbon whiskey with simple syrup and bitters. Oh. And you can buy it from the distillery direct here. So I can I can sign off that Rocktown makes good bourbon. They also make really good vodka. Okay. So, um, oh that is what I was missing when you called him by way of All right. Well, I will definitely pass it on. He was very excited that we were talking to someone from uh, Arkansas. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, well, you tell him, you know, what kind of bourbon he needs to get when he comes back to Arkansas. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Gloria, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for being with us today. And of course. Um, I, I can't thank you enough for the work that you're doing. Oh, my um, goodness. I'm sure it's. Not easy, and there's plenty of nights when you're like, "Where's the whiskey?" But yeah. <laughs> I just know that um, um, it's women like you who are gonna save us. Yeah, you know, there's and there's tons of women who um, will never be able to say thank you. So on behalf of all of them, I thank you for all of your work that you're doing in Arkansas and Oklahoma. Of course, and um, it's been such a pleasure to speak you yes. speak with you. Thank you so much for giving us your time today. Oh well, thanks for having me. And I mean, if anybody's looking for a way to get involved, they can always. Head over to the Planned Parenthood Great Plains Votes website if they want to get involved here in Arkansas. We always need volunteers for um, our before work, which is more of our political work that we do. And if you want to get involved in general, you can just go to PlannedParenthood.com and it'll take you to our national website and then they can look you up for your nearest Planned Parenthood way to volunteer. But there's always a way that you can support Planned Parenthood, whether you donate, whether you fundraise whether you go help get a candidate who's mm. pro-sex and reproductive health elected, which is what we really, really yeah, yes. so please go help local candidates get elected. Um, there's always ways that you can get involved. So don't ever feel like it's out of reach for you or you're, you know, not knowledgeable enough or not capable enough. You know, we just need people willing to show up and we will always show up for our people. Mm, I love it. Oh my gosh. So wonderful. You are amazing. (laughs) Oh, thank you. I literally just do the best I can, and I tend to go where Mandy says go. (laughs) Thank you, Mandy. 
Mandy spends a lot of time hurting me, so please give her thanks because it's kind of oh, like hurting cats with me all right. sometimes. <laughs> thank well, you, Mandy. Yes, thank you so much, Mandy. All right, we will talk to you soon. Thank you all. Okay. <laughs> Have a good night. <laughs> all right, take care. All right, bye, guys. Bye. If you want to learn more about this week's guest, please follow the episode notes on our blog at themuckpodcast.fireside.fm and be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Muck Podcast. To support The Muck Podcast, please visit our Patreon page. We have three levels of support and different goodies for each level, Muckraker, Policy Wonk, or Bleeding Heart. We can't do it without you. Music for The Muck Podcast, written and performed by Sean Doherty.